0: You're listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church in Jacksonville, Florida. For more information on teachings and special events, please visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org. Now, let's listen in. Thanks, guys, for the worship, man. That was that was awesome. It was good, good stuff. Um, always that one song, actually several of those songs always just, uh, just touched my heart, but I... I always think of that one song where he talks about his love being fierce and it's a tidal wave. And I, you know, we've looked at that passage in Ephesians many times where Paul prays and says, That's the Holy Spirit to come and to give us a spirit of wisdom and knowledge so we can understand how much he loves us. Without the spirit, we, we just, we can't even understand that God loves us. And so when I, when I hear that song, it just always reminds me that I, I think sometimes in our, in our mind, if, if. If we're thinking about how much God loves us, we, you know, we, might have a, we might have a thimble full or we might have a cup full if that was representing what our understanding of God's love for us is. And what I always hear when I hear that song is God wants us to understand it's like a tidal wave. And that's, that's what he loves. That's how he loves us. And it just, it just comes on us and just, just washes over us and, and just gets rid of all the junk, you know, and just rids us of fear and rids us of, of pain and rids us of all this stuff. And we get to just, we get to just experience the love of God. And I, you know, I, I, I think we need to, I, we just need to, we need to understand that and spend more time just meditating and thinking about and praying over that and, and getting a grip of just, uh, I'm just, I'm just thoroughly convinced if we really believed that and understood how much God loves us and really understood it, we'd be, we'd be different. We would. We'd, we'd be just totally different people. We'd never walk in fear. We we never we wouldn't be apprehensive we wouldn't we wouldn't be concerned about what's going to happen tomorrow we wouldn't we wouldn't be concerned whether we're going to get our paycheck next week we would be concerned about anything because we understand how much God loves us and that He just He just pours it out on us and and the cool thing is is we I think that's a reoccurring thing that we can experience we can just we can we can daily experience God just. Pouring his love on us and giving us more and pouring more on us and pouring more on us and, and being impacted by by the love of God and that and where it just consumes us. And then and then pretty soon, you know what happens? We change. We we start we start expressing love. When we get loved like that, then we then we start wanting to do what? We want to share it with somebody else. Does that make sense? I mean, when we when we really grasp that it's it would be hard to stay quiet it'd be hard not to tell somebody about how much God loves them when we really when we really grip that and really come to understand that but anyway let's let's pray father thank you um dad we just thank you so much uh for for your love lord thank you for mercy and grace thank you for your goodness to us your kindness your faithfulness lord you're just you're so awesome, Dad. We love you. And just thank you for all you do in our lives. And uh, Holy Spirit, we just we invite your presence tonight to come and to speak your word, Lord, into our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, two weeks ago, we started a series. And the title of the series was what? That's That's the cue over there for the next slide. There we go. <laughs> Going deeper with God and with man. So, the last two weeks we've looked at and talked about going deeper with God and, and we, you know, we spent some time studying that and, and looking into that. Um, one of the things just in kind of a quick review, um, that, that I really tried to hit on hard the first week and, and last week as well is that, that the idea of going deeper with God is not, and, and, and I, I want to repeat this because I really want us to grasp this, okay? the idea of, of going deeper into god the idea of of us us uh, of going after him and spending time with him and and doing what i just being just you know consumed by his love the idea of being able to do that is not it's not just a commandment in the scripture that tells us to do that but it's an invitation Okay, and I keep hammering that because I, I want it I want that to sink in. That we we've been invited, that God invites us to come and and just into into a relationship with him. That God you remember him, God He 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 encourages us, He He invites us, He doesn't just tell us, You gotta love me. That's not it's not words, it's not just a command to love Him. But it's an invitation to love him. We, we get to love him. He's made a way for us to love him. Right? 1 John says that we love because of what? He first what? He first loved us. So it's an invitation for us to do that. And then last week we looked more in John 15 about abiding in the vine and a little bit about what that looked out like and how that we, um, that as a result of abiding in the vine, that we get blessed with the fruit and the fruit comes upon us and we, we get to experience that fruit. And so um, one of the things I looked at or I saw this week, and I think it even kind of explains that a little better. And it's just this one statement. You might want to write this down. It says this, go on to the next slide, please. It says this, our first priority is not to bear fruit. Our first priority is to what? Maintain connection. Next slide, keep going. We're going to throw some coffee back there. Wake them up. (laughs) Our first priority, listen, is not, is what? Not to bear fruit. Now, are we supposed to bear fruit? Yes. If we hang out with God and we abide with him, are we going to bear fruit? Absolutely. If we abide in the vine, guess what's coming? Fruit. But our first priority is not to try and make fruit pop out of ourselves. (laughs) Our first priority is to what? To remain connected. So if our goal, if if what we go after is to just stay connected, is to stay hooked up, to stay abiding in the vine, if we do that, then the fruit's going to come. Does that make sense? So you don't have to work at making fruit pop out. And I, I I mean, it sounds a little weird, but I think that's kind of what a lot, that's how I was raised as a Christian is you got to, you got to make, you got to be fruitful. Fact is, if you're a Christian, that's what I told, Way I learned it. If you're a Christian, you're going to bear fruit. If you're not bearing fruit, you better check yourself out. And so, you know, here I am, new Christian. What am I going to do? I'm going to, by George, if it kills me, I'm going to love somebody. (laughs) I'm, 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 I'm gonna have joy. I don't care what happens. There's gonna be joy in me. You know how well that worked out? (laughs) Not very good. So when I, when I learn how to abide in Him, then my connection becomes what's important. Staying connected to Jesus, staying hooked up to the vine, staying pushed into Him, pressing into Him, spending time with Him. When I do that, then fruit's just going to come as a result of the fact that I'm hanging out with Jesus. So when I get, when I hang out with Him, not only is it fun, you understand, look, it's fun hanging out with Jesus. Amen? Amen. I mean, it's it's not some dull, boring, uneventful you know thing that you got to. Oh gosh, I got to go hang out with Jesus today. I mean, it's not like going to the dentist, you know. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> nothing against dentist. I just don't like them. <laughs> I had to go last week's. Why I'm bringing up dentists, but. I don't like it. Well, anyway. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, if, if we're hanging out with Jesus and we're hanging out with our dad, guess what? I mean, it's just going to be, something's going to happen in our lives. Things, things are going to start happening. All of a sudden, you're going to go back and you're going to look and go, wow, I was, I was a, that, that person said that to me and I was able to respond with kindness instead of climbing down their throat. So, our 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 priority, our purpose, is to maintain connection, is to stay connected to the vine. As we abide in Christ, and the the Holy Spirit is going to work fruit in us. All right, let's go on tonight. We're going to look at this. The next, to me, the next logical question then is how? How do I do that? How do I abide in the vine? How do I? What do you? What do you mean to go deeper with God? What What do I do? Are there nineteen steps on how to do that? You know, is there a manual somewhere that tells me how I'm supposed to do that? How do, how do I connect with God? And I'm going to go through about 35 things tonight, so we shouldn't be here too long. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can rest. I, we'll, we'll be done at least by 10. So, um, First one is, is what we were just talking about. How do I do it? It's by abiding. The word abide, listen to this. It's, it's, a, it's actually a verb. Okay? So when the Scripture says abide in Him, it's a primary verb. Now, what is a verb? Is it a what? Man, you guys are great English state students. A verb is an action word, right? And so, abiding is going to be what action? It's an action you have to take. And the word literally means this: to stay in a given place, a state, a relation, or an expect, expect expectancy, expectation. Anyway, tra- it's translated. That same word is also often translated: abide, continue, dwell. Endure, be present, remain, stand, or tarry. That same word can be translated all those different ways. So the first thing we need to do in order to go deeper into God is to learn how to abide in Him. And that's what we're going to look at a number of ways to do that. Okay. Just very practical tonight. Nothing, nothing deep, just practical. Y'all okay with that? This is yes, this is no. Okay. Good. What do we do? Quiet time. Have a quiet time. What does that mean? Now listen to this for a second. What is a quiet time? Just what it says. (laughs) It's spending time... That you set aside. It's a set aside time. I understand the scripture says that God's always with us. When you're driving down the road, guess who's present with you? The Holy Spirit. He lives in you. Jesus lives in you. The Father lives in you. The Godhead lives in you. Okay, I understand that. But there's times when we're talking about going deeper into God and abiding in Him. We need to have times in our schedule that we have set aside that we're going to spend time specifically hanging out with God. We call that... Quiet time. You can call it whatever you want to call it. Just do it. (laughs) It's a time set aside. And you need to, you need to have it on your calendar. You need to have it scheduled. Or guess what? You just won't ever get around to doing it. Does that make sense? If you don't put it down, you won't get it done. So put it down. Get it on your schedule. Have a, have a time. And, and, and again, all of these things I'm getting ready to tell you, and I, I am going to, and I'm going to be fast, but I'm going to give you seven things, okay? All of these things, please listen to me on this. Don't take these seven things that I'm going to give you tonight and try and turn them into some kind of rule or regulation or law. You with me? That's, guess what we, we, that's our natural tendency. If the Bible tells us, and I, that, I'm convinced that's one of the reasons the Bible doesn't do that. If there were 25 ways to do this, we would take it and we would turn it into some rigid rule that you got to do it this way. And if you have a quiet time, it's got to be like this. It's got to be at 4 o'clock in the morning. you got to spend 5 minutes doing this and 10 minutes doing that and 20 minutes doing that. And if we didn't do that, we'd feel guilty, we'd feel condemned, and we'd beat up everybody else that didn't do it. Right? So don't take what I'm going to tell you tonight. Don't turn them into some kind of law. Don't turn them into some kind of rule. But turn it into something that we get to do this. <laughs> A quiet time isn't something that we have to do. It's something we get to do. It, it's 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 like eating banana pudding. <laughs> Are you with me? I mean, it's 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 it's. it's Being able to have some time in our schedules where we, and I don't, listen, if you're not having one now, take 15 minutes. Take 10 minutes. Just start. If you're already at 15, take it to 30. Okay? Just continue to grow in that. Continue to grow in your understanding of who God is and in in your time that you're spending with Him. So don't, don't turn this into a rule. And I would encourage you to do this. Experiment with it. Okay, spend some time, just get, get you a devotional book and spend some time reading a devotional book. There's there's dozens of them, probably hundreds of them out there. You can go online and get free apps that have them on there. Just spend some time. Most of them take you about five or ten minutes to read a daily devotional. Take some time and read that. Experiment. See whether it, maybe it works for you, maybe it doesn't. For me, that doesn't really work. I've tried dozens of them and I've never found one that just just like, wow. That's that's incredible. I know I have other friends that just swear by certain ones. Oswald Chambers has a, a great Oswald Chambers or Sanders, Sanders. Chambers. Chambers has a great one. I mean, um, some, there's a bunch of current guys today that have written devotionals that, that are and and, and, if, and if it if it means something to you and you're doing it, do it. <laughs> Keep doing it. Keep getting into it. If you do it for a couple of months and you're reading it and it just feels like there's no life into it, then try something different. Just get your Bible out. That's a novel idea. (laughs) Get your Bible out. Sit down and just go through it. We're going to look at that in just a second. But get your Bible out. Spend some time reading it. Do one of the things. There's, There's a dozen. Like I say, there's good apps out there where you can read your Bible in a year. I'm not going to ask how many of you have ever read this from cover to cover, but... That's a great way to do it. Follow one of those reading plans. You read three chapters from here and two chapters from there and you go to there. And just read and get in the Word. And again, we're going to look at that that's because that's part of how you do this. abiding. But read your Bible. Use a devotional. Read, Read several chapters. Again, experiment. See what works good for you. I've got into a routine that just works good for me. I love just getting up when it's quiet in the morning, when when I can sit out on my porch and there's just woods behind my house and I can hear the birds and I can just sit there. And sometimes I just sit there and I'm just still. I'm just quiet. And I'm just trying to listen. What's the Lord saying? Sometimes I'll start it off with some worship music. And I'll just have some time of worship. Sometimes I'll just get in the Bible and I'll just read a couple of chapters. Last, last year I actually did the Chronological Bible where I went through it in a year. It's, I, I encourage you to pick that up and go through it. It's a great, great way to read the scripture. Chronological Bible is a Bible where it's written in order or it's in order of when it was written, the dates it was written. And so you'll jump from Kings to Chronicles back over to Isaiah and then over here. And it it's 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 cool to read it that way. So I would just encourage you to experiment. Try. Different things. Purpose, ask the Holy here's key. Ask the Holy Spirit to come. When you're having your time and you're there, just just simple prayer. Holy Spirit, come. I'm I God, I just want to hear you today. I'm Dad, I'm just I'm desirous to hear from you today this morning. I I want to just spend time in your presence. Let me ask you a question. Do you think if you prayed that, God will honor that? Absolutely. He's the one that wants you to. <laughs> He's the one that wants us to come do that. So just spend some time doing that. I mentioned it already. One of the things I do, but uh, the third thing is to worship. Spend, how do you have a quiet, or how do you dig deeper into the Lord? How do you go after him? Spend time just worshiping him. One of the things that happens when you worship is the presence of God shows up. You ever seen that? Experience that? Now listen to me. You don't worship to get him to show up. That's not the purpose. (laughs) You worship because of what? He's worthy. <laughs> you worship because he's worthy to be worshiped, not because you're trying to get something in return. I, I, that's important. I want you to get that. You don't go into the, into worship just so you can twist God's arm to do something. That's not, the, that's not the purpose of, okay, now if I worship God for 15 minutes, maybe I can get two requests in the day that he'll answer. Wrong. Worship is to worship. It's to just worship God for who he is, to exalt in him. Well, the cool thing that happens, because worship is about him. The cool thing is that happens when you worship him, he shows up and you experience his presence. You experience who he is. He wraps his arms around you and hugs on you and loves you. That's the cool thing, but you're not doing it to get something. I hope that makes sense. You with me? To worship, that's one of the things you can do to dig deeper into God. I've got several different things here on the Word. 4A, I did it, 4A, 4B, 4C, and 4D. Read the Word. Get in the book. Again, not for purpose of turning it into some kind of rules or regulations, but just get in the Word of God. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching you and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your own hearts. In other words, let let the word of Christ dwell in you. In John 15, when we were looking at the last week at abiding him, one of the verses in verse 7 says this, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, so the word of God has to remain in us. How does that happen? By reading. (laughs) By just spending some time in his word, just reading it. Reading it to hear from him. Another thing with the word that I encourage you to do is to meditate on the word. Meditate on it. And what does that mean? It's kind of the picture. Of the, remember, the, you ever, one of the ways I've heard it explained is a picture of a cow like kind of chewing its food. What do they call that? The, the cud. But what are they doing with it? They're, well, uh, that's a little nasty. But yeah, they do do that. <laughs> they regurgitate it. But anyway, they chew on it. That's, that's what meditation as the idea is you get the book, you get the Bible and you get in the word and you're not reading it again, just so you can get through reading it. You're not reading it just so you can learn something, but meditating is taken. Typically it's like you'll take a verse and you'll just read that verse and you stop and just Lord, Lord speak to me in this. And I want to, I want to understand what that means. How do, what does that mean to me? What, what's this scripture mean to me? What's it saying to me right now? How, how do I apply that to my life today? That's meditating on it. Holy Spirit, bring this to life to me. Speak your word to me. Psalms 1 says this, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, the word of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates, or on his word, he meditates day and night. What happens when he does that? He's like a tree that's planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither. And all that he does, he prospers. That comes from the guy that, or the lady that's meditating on the Word of God. Another thing with the Word, study it. So we've talked about reading it, meditating it. And now we're talking about studying it. Everybody knows what study means. Just get in and study. Get you a commentary. Find just several commentaries. Get in and dig into it. Find out the deeper meanings of it. Understand what the words are saying to you. Study it. The last one is this, and to me, I, this is one of the ones I like the best, is hear the Word. You don't just study it, but you hear God speak it to you. What does that mean? That means when you're reading this Bible, the Word of God is written. When you're reading it, all of a sudden this Word just kind of jumps off at you. And this, this verse just jumps off the page and the Holy Spirit takes it and just speaks it into your heart. That's the Word of God. That's God speaking into your heart. That's what we're after. <laughs> That's what will change you. That's what will change us. That's what will make us stronger. That's what will develop us. That's what will mature us and grow us as followers of Christ is when when God speaks to us. And see, here's the cool thing. God's a speaking God. You with me? God likes to speak. He's been speaking for centuries. (laughs) For, for, for millennials, God has been speaking. He loves to speak. In fact, this, he spoke things into existence. The, this word was spoken and written down. And when you take that word and read it, he'll speak that word into your heart. And that's what we're after. We're wanting to hear, actually hear God speak. In Romans 10, 17, it says this. So faith comes by hearing and hearing what? The word of God. Where does faith come from? Hearing. Not just reading, hearing. There's a difference. Not just studying, but hearing God take this and speak it into your heart. You know why? Because what happens is this. He takes this word that's written, that's been written down for thousands of years, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit takes it, breathes life into it, and it speaks into your current spot where you're at right now. And then God speaks to you and says, Bob, I want you to do this. Bob, how about doing this? Man, it would be great if you did that. <laughs> do, do you understand that we need God speaking to us? There's que- all of us have questions in our life that aren't answered here. How many of you that are married? If you're married, raise your hand. All of you that are married, how many of you found in the Bible where it said to marry somebody, person, gave you their name? Did you read it in here? I've been married almost 40 years. Boy, I can say a lot of things since she's not here. <laughs> Y'all can tell her when you see her that I refrain from going there. <laughs> she's actually at a wedding anyway. And I, unfortunately, I didn't get to go, man. It just, it really broke my heart that I wasn't able to go this way. Just kidding. Anyway, my point is this. When I, when I, f- after seven years of dating her, when I finally got up the nerve to ask her to marry me, I looked all through here trying to hear God. God, what are you saying? What are you saying? Am I supposed to marry this woman? Am I supposed to marry her? And I, you know, I didn't find anywhere where it said Bob married Kathy. It wasn't in there. But you know what? As I prayed and as I read and as I studied and as I, Fasted for three-quarters of a day. <laughs> Long time. I know it was tough. That's, that's, that's really going after God, <laughs> three-quarters of a day. The Holy Spirit spoke to me from His Word, from spending time with Him. Jesus spoke to me and said, You need to ask that woman to marry you. I did. And thank God she said, Yes. Yes. Amen? We need, to, we need to hear God speak. You won't find in here, probably, you're not going to find anywhere in here where God says go to work for this company. But that's where you need to hear the Lord. He won't tell you where to move. That's where you need to hear the Lord. The Holy Spirit will speak that to you. and He'll give you revelation. He'll speak the Word to you. Next, number five is hunger and thirst after God. Hunger and thirst. Go after him. That's how you get deeper. That's how you abide, As you hunger and you thirst for him. I love A.W. A. Tozier made this statement. Actually, it was a prayer, and it, I just love this prayer. He says this, Oh, God, I have tasted your goodness, and it has both satisfied me and made me thirsty for more. Don't you love that? See, that's, that's, that's what's awesome about God. You can't get enough of him. You know, you can go to a restaurant and eat you your stuff and you just don't want another bite. That's, it's not the way it is with God. When you taste him, when you taste and see, taste and see that he is good. And when you taste and see that God's good, guess what? You want more. You want to taste more of him. You want to get more of him. And that's what he's saying. He's praying. He says, God, I've tasted your goodness, and it, it satisfied me. But it not only satisfied me, it made me want more. It made me be thirsty for more. I am painfully conscious of a need of further grace. I am ashamed of my lack of desire. Oh, God, the triune God, I want to want you. What's he saying? I, I, God, change my heart. And see, I. What I love about this is you can be here tonight, and if you were honest and, and you were just wanted to say, you know what, I'm just not really hungry for God right now in my life. I just, I don't have the longing. One, maybe at one point I was really hungry and I was really thirsty and I spent a lot of time going after him. But right now I'm kind of in a dry spot in my life and I, it's, kind of, it's just been kind of distanced from God. But you know what, I want to want him. <laughs> That's what he's saying. You can pray, hello, you can pray that. You can say to God, God, just be, you know, guess what? He already knows. You can just be honest with God and say, you know what, dad? I just, I just feel like I'm kind of distant. Like I've been spending time doing everything, but spending time with you. And, and there's just, I feel like there's kind of almost like a block there. And, and, you know, I've, I've kind of maybe I've even done some things that I'm ashamed of that I shouldn't have done. But, you know, dad, I, I know I should want to, I know I should want to want you, but I don't. (laughs) But here's what I want. I want you to change my wanter. Is that a word? Wanter? It is tonight. (laughs) All you English graduates. You understand what I'm saying? It's okay to just come to God and say, God, I, I want, I want to want you. I want you to want, I want you to change in me and get me where I will want you. Let me ask you, do you think God will answer that? Absolutely. If you just get with him and just get honest say, God, I just, I just, I want to want you more than I want you. I want, I want that to build up in me. I want, I want passion for you to, to rise up in me. I want hunger and thirst to rise up in me. And when you pray, I listen, you better hang on. I'm telling you, when you pray that kind of prayer, you better hang on. Because God will pour it out on you. He He loves those kind of prayers. I want to want you. I long to be filled with longing. I thirst to be made more thirsty still. Now listen to me a second. Here's the other cool thing about this. I don't... You could be at a place right now in your life where you have never been more passionate than you are for Jesus right now. You could be at the height of your game. I mean, you could be at the top of the ladder. You could be, you could be so hungry and desirous and passionate. You could just be bubbling over. But you know what? There's more. <laughs> There's more. Isn't that awesome? I mean, it doesn't, I mean, you could, you could be, I mean, we can just look at you and just see Jesus oozing out of you, and there's still more. God can still give you more. I love that. I want to want more. I want to. I want to be thirstier still. Show me your glory that I might know you. Begin a mercy, a new work within me. Say to my soul, rise up and he, and and love my fair one and come away. Then give me grace to rise and follow you, to follow, to give me grace and follow you up from this misty lowland where I've wandered so long. In Jesus' name, amen. And not just an awesome prayer? God, I just, just, I, I love, I love real. And that's just getting real. That's just saying to God, God, I just, I want you. I want more or I'm, I'm, I want a hunger for more. I want you to put in me a longing. I want you to put in me a thirst, a thirstiness where I begin to thirst after you, where, where I, where I become more passionate for you. And I'm just telling you, God will answer that prayer and he'll stir it in you. He'll stir fire in you. That he'll, he'll ignite that flame and just blow the wind of the Holy spirit on you. I'll tell you, those, those are fun times. When that's happening in your life. Another way to go after God, to go deeper, is to be filled with the Spirit. Ephesians 5.18 says, be being filled with the Spirit. And it's the idea of the present tense of of continually, daily, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Daily. Guess what? What's that mean? You could get filled up today, and guess what? Tomorrow, what do you need to do? Get filled up some more. Get, keep getting filled. Keep getting filled. Daily. Get filled with the Holy Spirit. Get filled with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I want more. Fill me up. Fill me up. I'm telling you, if I brought my journal in here and showed you, it's not every day, but the majority of the days, that's a prayer I write in my journal. Fill me up. Holy Spirit, I want more. Fill me up. Fill me up, Lord. Be being filled with the Spirit. And the last one, we're going back to the idea of abiding. In John 15, 9, it says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. Abide. It's the word abide. Remain in my love. Now, what does that mean? Here's here's my understanding of that. God wants us to, to be at home in His love for us. He wants us to remain in that. In other words, here's what I think that means. As we were singing that song tonight of, 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 of the, the river, that tidal flood washing over us and, 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 and filling us and flooding us, what, what God is saying in this and abiding in that love is to stay, to stay focused on that. To go after His love. To stay focused on how much He... Spend time reading His Word about how much He loves you. Get some books that talk about the love of God and how His love will just consume you. And spend time reading those books. Listen to some preaching. There's some great preaching on our website about how much God loves you. I encourage you to go there and listen to it. Just kidding. There is some good stuff. Right, Andrew? (laughs) What is that? Abide in it. Remain under, stay focused on how much God loves you. You know what the temptation is? When you're just going through life, you know what the temptation is? To go away from that. To forget about how much He loves you. To get focused on what? Everything else out there under the sun. To get focused on how to pay your bills, to get focused on doing this job, to get focused on this and that and the other, and how to deal with kids, and how to deal with spouses, and how to deal with this, and how to deal with this problem. Before long, we're so focused on everything else, we lost focus on how much he cares and loves us. So he says, abide in that, remain there, and just, just attach yourself and don't let go of it. That's the picture I see. Hang on to it. Stay stay fixed on it. Stay, Be saturated in how much he loves you. Now listen, to, this isn't just theory. It's not just, it's not just some book that was written for us. It's not just some truth that you learn. It's not some rule that we have to listen to. This is real life that you and I get to hang out with dad, with God, who loves us so incredibly much that it costs his son to die for us just so you and I get to hang out with him. That's how much He loves us. That's how much He cares for us. And we get, to, we get to abide in His love and get to hang out there. And when we do that, we, 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 get, to, we get to, like this, if you go ahead and read, read the rest of that passage of Scripture, as we abide in His love, then He says in John, that same passage, ask what you will and it will be done what? To you. How could God say that? Here's how. Glad you asked, Bob. If I'm abiding in Him, (laughs) you with me? If I'm abiding in God, if I'm attached to Him, if I'm, if I'm in His lap and I'm focused on Jesus and I'm, and I'm surrendering myself to Him and I'm focusing on how much He cares for me and how much He loves me and I'm attached to Him and I'm listening to Him and I'm getting in His Word and I'm doing these things, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to understand what his will is. You with me? So if I'm abiding in him, I can pray whatever. The scripture says I can pray whatever what? I will. Well, guess what my will is going to be? My will is going to turn into his will. Why? Because I've just spent a bunch of time with him. I'll begin to hear and listen and know what he said. Then I'll know how to pray. I'll be able to pray according to his will. And when I've prayed according to his will, then I'm going to get the answers that I'm looking for. That's, that's, hello. That was worth coming tonight just to get that. You see how that works? I mean, you know, the enemy so wants us to take this and turn it into some rigid rule book about what we have to do. And God wants us to take this and read it and just love on Him. And spend time hearing from him and let him speak his word into our hearts so we get to love him. We get, it does, having a quiet time or reading the Bible or or studying the scripture or doing those things. It's not just a list of things. Oh God, now, now he's just added eight more things I got to do to my life tomorrow. Yeah. I got to get up. I gotta get up at least fifteen Bob said at least if you're not doing it at least at least fifteen minutes earlier tomorrow, you gotta get up so that's one thing I gotta do, and I gotta read the Bible and I got now I don't just read it, I gotta meditate on it, and I gotta study it, and I need to try and listen for a while, and I need to worship God, can I do all that in fifteen minutes? if you do one minute for each one, you probably can. <laughs> Don't please don't go out of here thinking you just got a whole bunch of list of things you got to go do in order to measure up so you can please God. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this is a, a, a bunch of things that we get to do because God loves us so much and we get to spend time loving on my father, loving on dad and hanging out with him and filling his embrace and filling his arms wrap around me and just spend time talking to him and me talking and him talking. That's what prayer is it's not just me reading down 25 things that I need to pray about today it's me praying and him speaking that's prayer and God just loves to do that and we get to, we have the privilege to do that to hang out with him to, to rest in him to abide in him to be at home there, to to enjoy it to believe it trust in him walk in him. Amen. You've been listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church. For more information on teachings and special events, please visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org.